Warning, this program contains strong themes meant for a mature audience. Discretion is advised. Going live in five, four. What does live mean? Uh. Welcome to the Rambling Podcast. I'm your host, Jack. And I'm your host, Christina. And this is a show where we ground humanity's most absurd and baffling ideas. And recently, we've had quite the spiral of strange circumstances. And like, I, I, I don't, I don't know. One, the hole seems infinite. I keep falling down the same freaking hole. The problem is that every different angle I look from it at, it's there's, there's so much more. There's so much more. More unicorns or more somehow else? all of the above. So the last couple of weeks, kind of like going on a month or a month and a half or something, I don't even know at this point. We've just been on this because there's more and there's more. And like last week, we didn't even get to all this stuff. But this week, we're not even going to get to the stuff that we didn't get to last week. Because this stuff that I'm getting to this week is more important than the stuff that was there last week. And the stuff from last week that we didn't get to is going to be in a different week's episode. Because it, surprisingly enough, connected to a bunch of other stuff. They had nothing to do with my original idea for what, what they were. It's like, oh my god. This one, one, let's, let's take a huge step back. We're talking about a merchant unicorns atlantis an equator that exists there's in some no format there's that merchant nobody stuff, could ever right. know about there is a bunch of advanced civilizations a bunch of technology people who shouldn't be places and know things that they do know somehow the beginning of humanity with information that they shouldn't have had language happening way after a bunch of technologic advancements that doesn't make any sense except it does if you include atlantis on the equator as the advanced civilization that's giving everybody the data in the first place because they were the first advance and thus explaining away most of this but but all of this mm -hmm. all of this comes back to one place i thought it was originally coming back to the atlanteans oh i was gonna say that okay they're there they're definitely present but the atlanteans apparently weren't even the point What's the but point? also it wasn't the greek and also it wasn't the unicorns and also none of the above but all of the above at the same time so recap there is an ancient equator and mm -hmm. the ancient equator has a bunch of civilizations that settled on it. But they settled on it about 480 million years after it was no longer existing. And there was no way for them to know it existed because science has not been invented yet for them to run the calculations that allowed them to even know the equator existed in this fashion. Mm -hmm. But somehow they still managed to do this. About 7,000 years before they would have had the knowledge. Okay fantastic problems for days but then we you know figured that uh, although these monuments and these civilizations are highly advanced and intelligent for what they're doing without any of the tools there was a one group of people who were well placed enough the atlanteans that had uh, advanced technologies enough according to all the sources apparently yes and they were 
positioned so tactically in the right place that they can reach all the places and according to a bunch of people not only did they have technology but they also had flying freaking horses which is a hugely important detail is there more to it there's it's not more to it in fact it's exactly the same thing but putting the exact same thing into perspective okay changes everything so we have a merchant in the 1700s that gets some alleged unicorn horn from a Russian named John, and then he takes it and he shows a bunch of scholars, they study it, they go on some journeys to find other scholars, a literal war breaks out. On unicorn horn. They all get hooked on alicorn. Uh, they form schools in, in covert secrecy to study it, because they, they're assuming that once people hear about this, crap's gonna hit the fan, and then when people hear about it, it literally hits the fan. A war breaks out between Russia and Turkey, trying to get to the alicorn, and like, okay, they disappear, the alicorn disappears, literally one of the guys dies, gets Everyone murdered. Dies. Yeah, everybody gets killed, <laughs> except the guy, he gets away, eventually dies too, and then eventually some people People in the future, about 60, 70 years later, they also pop up and say, hey, we found some unicorn horn. And they pointed at the same location that John said he got it from. They pointed at the same location, mm-hmm. Mount Athos. And someone gave it to them. They went there. They went there and got it. But they didn't say how they got it? Nope. <laughs> they just found it on the ground, like, a unicorn shed this horn. Well, you gotta understand that these records, which I mentioned last time, are highly unspecific. Mm. They're very... It was the inception of record keeping, so they weren't being meticulous. They were keeping records of everything, but not in detail. Although, would that be a solution of how they got the horns, if the unicorns are shedding their horns? Because it seems, like, really hard to actually... Do Catch anything. a unicorn. Yeah. You can't spot one. You're not faster than one. They can disappear easily. They'll vanish right in front of your eyes. They fly, sort of? They can, they yeah, they, they can. Or something? What is it again? They can walk on thin air. They can okay. just run. <laughs> yeah. They just run on air. Yeah, so. It's really weird that these people would just randomly get them, unless they all have a version, I guess, was one way to get these unicorns. Well, what you're saying actually it checks out. It makes a lot of sense. I didn't think about that before, but like how are they acquiring it? How does everybody that goes up there easily find this? If unless when they disappear, this is where they go to. If there's like a reset and up here they can't disappear because when they disappear, they disappear to here. That would be the only other answer. What what appears and disappears? The unicorns. When you're watching a unicorn that they can uh-huh. just vanish in front of you, where yeah. are they vanishing to? Mm-hmm. Probably the mountain. Okay. So unless they're shedding on the mountain, like you say, mm-hmm. which is a great solution to the problem. They're just walking around, find it. Mm-hmm. But if that's not the case, then when they disappear anywhere else, where they appear to would be that mountain, which is why people can get them there. Because they're not disappearing from the mountain. They just pop up right where they are again. Okay. Because the mountain is where they're going to when mm-hmm. they disappear. So unless one, then the other. They're either shedding, which makes perfect sense and I think about, or they're appearing up there. That's all I was thinking about. I'm like, when they do vanish, they must be popping up over there and they can't disappear from over there because something sets them to that location. That's what I was uh, thinking. Mm. But shedding makes more sense animalistically speaking. Yes. It makes a lot of sense. But also we're talking about a creature that's literally magic and has only been seen in one place. So maybe it is resetting up there. But shedding makes a lot of sense. If we're like, talking about a normal creature. Yeah. And yes, could totally apply. 
But again, we're talking about something that literally disappears in front of people's faces. Spawns. It's not as weird as... It's... It has a spawn spot. Okay. Now I need you to focus entirely and tell me why it's weird that it has a spawn spot if it can disappear into thin air. Why is that the weird part? Because why? Why is it disappearing into thin air? I don't know, but then that makes it feel Are you picking like... and choosing which thing is weird. <laughs> That's just so weird. That's it walks on air. Yes. Why is any one part weirder to you than any other? I don't know. That's just weirder. That is definitely weirder. I don't know. It's weirder that they're spawning in the only place they've ever been seen. That's what you're telling me. Yes, because they haven't just been seen there. Literally, have only been seen there. There's no mention of unicorns outside of that. Then why would they be spawning in the spot that they're... I don't know, that doesn't make sense either. What, that they're spawning the only place they've ever been seen? Yes. That's weird to you. That the only place they've ever been seen is where they're just popping up. Because then they're not running away from anyone. They're just, I'm here, and then I'm gone, but then I'm here again. Like, that's a really bad way to run away if they're trying to get away from someone. Okay, I see what you mean, I see what you mean. My idea would be that... People have likely seen them in other places, but not sustained seeing them. So you'll be in the woods randomly, and is that a unicorn? Oh, wait, there's nothing there. (laughs) Because it disappeared in front of you. And ended up on the mountain. And ended up on the mountain. Okay. Kind of like Bigfoot. Maybe it's just portaling itself right there. Okay. Magic. It's not as weird considering it can disappear it can heal anything it causes immortality it can fly into nothing Mm -hmm. a spawn point is what you find weird that's the part that you're like no this sounds not real well if you're there i'm saying like that doesn't make sense well nobody there has seen they've seen them disappear everybody who's been there has just simply come down with things from them so they're clearly not running away up there or if they are then they're shutting one or the other. Point being that up there, people are clearly at least close enough in proximity to come down with the unicorn horn. Yeah. Nowhere else is that the case. But people aren't saying they disappeared up there. They're just saying, oh, I got a unicorn horn. Mm-hmm. So they're disappearing from somewhere else. Where are they disappearing to? And mm-hmm. if so, why aren't they disappearing from the mountain? Because it seems to be that if they're not disappearing from the mountain, but they disappear from anywhere else, it's a one-way trip to the mountain from wherever they disappear to. That would yeah. be the only conclusion. Unless they can always disappear, in which case you'd never come across a unicorn horn. Because they're always vanishing away from you. Mm -hmm. And they could show up anywhere on Earth, because they can go anywhere, unless there is a location that they would spawn to. Okay. Because how else would you even acquire the horn? I don't know. If they're not teleporting to the mountain, then why would they chill up there? They could go anywhere. They'll be teleporting everywhere. Because they could just do that. Inherently, they'll poof right in front of you. And go but why is it so easy to get a unicorn horn? Because maybe on the mountain they are just horses. <sighs> They're just horses on the mountain. <laughs> well, joke's on you, because that's literally what's said. That's cool. So there's something about the mountain that strips anything on the mountain of all their abilities. That is one of the things I found about that mountain. Uh-huh. Mount Athos. Then how are they flying on Pegasus up there? Because a Pegasus isn't flying with powers. It has wings. It's uh-huh. a Pegasus. So weird. Okay. It's using its physical construct <laughs> to get there. Okay. 
why is it that the Atlanteans that possess not only advanced technologies, but magic, land, and then walk down the mountain? Mm. Why don't they just float on down? There's something weird about the mountain. Okay. What? Okay, so what's the story? They It doesn't have... it. Anything on it doesn't have powers? So... Basically, it seems that anything on the mountain is absolutely normal. But anything from the mountain outside the mountain is not. That seems to be the most consistent pattern about this mountain. Now, it's to the point that they have established schools on that mountain to study the mountain. And they are still there today. Studying the mountain. There are schools and churches of many different disciplines mm-hmm. on that mountain. Awesome. Studying that mountain today. Because allegedly, the mountain itself is magic. Mm-hmm. But everything that in theory would have magic on the mountain isn't. A priest who can heal goes up there and can no longer heal. But why? There's stories like that? What? Yeah. Wow. That is very strange. Okay. Yeah. There are 20 different monasteries and schools up there. There are also, um, what is this called? It's a group of people that maintain, it's a self-sustained mountain. People aren't allowed on the mountain, by the way. Mm-hmm. If you're on the mountain, you're from the mountain. And if you're off the mountain, you're off of the mountain. And it's a, it's a chore to get up there. You need a permit. What? Only 100 people are allowed up there daily. Why? They are all men. Okay. Women are not allowed on the mountain. Even if they're virgins? Women are not allowed on the mountain. Uh-huh. And uh, only 10 non-Orthodox individuals a day, all the others must be Orthodox. What does Orthodox mean? Orthodox Christians. Oh. They have to be Orthodox Christians. Yes. Only 10 okay. people who aren't a day are allowed up there. Everybody else must be. And you need a permit. And you need to schedule this about six months ahead of time. And they will screen you to make sure who you are. They want to know your background. They want to know where you come from. They want to know who you've encountered before you step foot on this mountain. (laughs) That is ridiculous. That's so crazy. It's very suspicious. Okay. That the Christians are gatekeeping a mountain that's magic. (laughs) What? And that's there today. That's all happening at this moment. Hmm. What do they know? Oh, and any individual that doesn't live there can only be there a total of three days. A total of three days? Yeah, so if you go and visit, you can only be there three days and then you gotta get the fuck out. If you have the permit, how long can you be there? Or that's The permit is only for three days. For three days, okay. At most. And you can only stay in three different locations. You cannot repeat any one location. Weird. That is weird. That's all too specific. Yes. What a... Permit? Permit for what, though? Like To visit the mountain. To visit the mountain. <laughs> and you have to stay where they tell you to. You don't get to choose where you want. They're going to choose for you, and you can't repeat places. Really weird. You can't repeat places. <sighs> so they can move you, like, if something weird is happening in one place, maybe they'll get you to the next. You wouldn't even know. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Is there any weird stories about people who visit it, though? Two. Two, just two. Wow. Okay. Well, from the people currently living on the mountain now, two. But I've told you like 12 different stories about people who visited the mountain already. Yes, but like 
that's it. <laughs> that still feels like a, not much stories. Yeah. Um, according to the people who live on the mountain, because again, they can, the people who live on the mountain can leave the mountain. Okay. It's people who don't live in the mountain, they are not allowed onto the mountain. But uh, according to them, in the last thousand years, only 20 people have gone to the highest point of the mountain. Okay. There is a separate area at the highest point that even they are not allowed to go to. Ooh. So let's, let's begin. Let's begin. We did a recap, you know. We know about the Atlanteans and them landing on the top of the mountain to visit the Greeks and trade with them. We know the unicorns have been spotted on the mountain. We know that there are two Greek record keepers in the early 1800s, both that contained diff- that had different uh, uh, unicorn horns that they got at the mountain, according to themselves, and that yeah. they wrote into the document. They pointed out the same place. We also know that there was a Russian named John claiming to have obtained the unicorn horn that he then gave our merchant. That he got from the same location. So we have a couple of instances about there. We also know that there are two very, very important books, bestiaries, Mm -hmm. that just talk about the creatures of the time. Both of which mention unicorns. Mm -hmm. And they both mention the unicorns were spotted on on Mount Athos. Uh None of them were written by any of the four people we've just mentioned. These are just different books that they obtained that mention the same thing. So if we go based on this, we got John, we got Antonio was his name or something like that, Draco or something like that. (laughs) And then our two historians plus two books. That is six mentions of the same location from different sources about unicorns atop the mountain. Uh A magic horse, if you will. So. What do we know about this mountain? Why is this mountain so important? Why do people care about this mountain? Besides the weird stuff happening there? Well, we have to go to the original stories as to... uh, The original story is told about this mountain. Okay. First mentions of this mountain in any form of writing. So we have to go to the first writings. We have two groups of people who almost at the same time started to record. We're talking about the Jews and we're talking about the Greeks. But... The Jews have nothing to do with this mountain. Their records don't mention this at all. They're close and far enough that they're not bothered. The people who do mention it are the Greek. And it shows up in Greek mythology quite heavily. The mountain. So, what's weird about this instance is when the Greeks started writing down their mythology for the first time, we know there was some inconsistencies because it was narratives that were not written for many, many, many millennia. Just told all word of mouth. So there's, you know, some kind of miss things here and there. But for whatever reason, during the writing process, as they refined and decided, this is the story we're going with. Uh huh. So that's how we ended up with Zeus and knowing Hera and knowing Hercules and the lineage. This is all because these are the versions of the stories we decided to write. You know, makes perfect sense. Yeah. Even if there's a million versions of them, we Mm -hmm. chose one and we're going to coast on that. Until we get to this mountain, and in the text, they mention the lack of clarity. They don't know which story is true. <laughs> Weird, considering you made them up and then wrote them down. <laughs> Why didn't you pick one for this? Why was your response to Mount Athos, I don't know which story is true. <laughs> so there are two different stories. Okay. One is the attack of Athos. 
Athos was in a battle with Poseidon. Athos is a giant, by the way. Oh, okay. Athos is a giant. One of the many. One of the titans, you could say. Now, although the titans and the giants are very different. So is the titan or a giant? It's a giant, but, <laughs> okay. you know. Anyways, um, so we have Athos, and he's in a battle with Poseidon. Poseidon, in the middle of the battle, goes down to the water. He, they're fighting on Mount Olympus, and he goes into the water to have the field advantage. Because mm-hmm. Poseidon in water. Of course. Athos proceeds to, instead of following him instantaneously, to rip off a side of Olympus and toss it at Poseidon. That becomes mine. <laughs> well, later it does, because it mm-hmm. misses Poseidon, mm-hmm. but he follows after the rock he threw. He threw the mountain, and then he goes after to then continue fighting Poseidon. Poseidon dodges it, it hits the water, Poseidon then grabs the mountain, mm-hmm. and he throws it back at Athos, successfully hitting Athos, stopping the mountain, and the mountain lands in the water. That's the placement it landed in, and that becomes Mount Athos. So the mountain is on Athos. No, it hit Athos. Oh, okay. So that is one story. <laughs> the other story is that that mountain was always there. It was just a mountain. And the fight between Athos and Poseidon took place on that mountain. Mm-hmm. And Poseidon won the battle, and he buried Athos beneath the mountain. That story is way more fascinating than the previous one. Because apparently, the body of giants would be consumed by the soil, making it magic. Oh, is that what we think? Like, that makes sense? makes okay. a lot of sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Additionally, magic does not work on giants. Interesting. Magic doesn't work on giants, yes. and that's why the magical mountain doesn't have anything magical on it. But the what? mountain itself is magic. But the, yeah, what? Interesting. <laughs> Weird. Okay. The plot thickens. See. So those are what Greek mythology has to say about this mountain. Now, let's talk about the facts of this mountain. The Things we know factually are happening on this mountain in the real world. Mount Athos has over 2,000 monks living there in a total of 20 monasteries. Mm -hmm. 2,000, you said? Yeah, 2,000 monks, 20 monasteries. Over 4,000 other men who work in the monasteries. Not 4,000, 400 men who work in the monasteries. And... The mountain is self-sustained. The food is grown on the mountain. They use uh, everything. They got generators, which is how they power things. There's no power lines coming from outside. They don't have any real weird rules themselves about, like, we can only stay here one day and then we got to move to the next one or whatever, like the guests. Not that I know of. Women don't go on the mountain. People from outside the mountain must have a permit. Those are weird rules. Okay. They are very private. They don't talk much about what happens on the mountain. Okay. And uh, again, entry to the area is restricted and controlled severely. Only males are allowed to be there. Only males are allowed to live there. Only males are allowed to visit. It gets stranger. Oh, how? (laughs) Every animal on the mountain is male. That's very strange. (laughs) 
it's strange sort of at the beginning when you're like oh well you know all the birds they have in cages and all the cows they raise are just bulls and like everything you know everything they eat everything they raise whatever but creatures visit the mountain yeah there should be wild creatures yes there are there's never been a female one ever recorded that's weird that's weird them bringing capturing and raising less weird it's strange but it's not like a phenomenon. It's just a bunch of weird people doing weird things. <laughs> yes. When you have birds freely flying. And they're all male. And they're all male. You got something weird happening. Mm-hmm. That sounds very weird. Very strange. Now, of the 20 monasteries, this is, this is where it's going to get really interesting. Like I said, there are many Orthodox, but there are some that absolutely aren't there is of the 20 one that is serbian one that is bulgarian and one that is russian okay important detail to remember okay okay there are some people that live there that are called the skate and they live in villages on the mountain and they are the ones who farm. They are also the handy workers of the area. They are the production Are they all male also? Everybody on the mountain, without exception, is male. There is no exception to this rule. No like, woman will ever be on this mountain. All male. No matter what you think, no matter what the question might be, they're male, yes. Okay. Always and forever. Doesn't make sense, but okay. <laughs> they are fucking each other if they have to, yes. <laughs> I guess. All guys. Why? Don't know. All guys. Yeah. Just all guys. Any question about gender? Men, yes. Are we having children? No. They're all men. They couldn't. Okay. <laughs> the logic of men still applies. They are just as men as men could be. Hmm. They cannot give birth. No. They're men. <laughs> now, these monasteries are not just research facilities and religious constructs for people of faith. They also possess holy relics, and they have icons as well, and they have um, mosaics of great value. They, the usual things that Christians do in taking a bunch of important historical things and instead of showing the world, hiding them from everybody. Yeah. You know, the sketchy thing mm-hmm. that Catholics and Christians just love to do about hiding things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's happening there in abundance. Now, although many of these things have been lost, though, people have gone there and stolen crap. They have set fire to things. There was a time in history when they were being raided and pillaged on this mountain, and a bunch of crap was stolen. But they apparently had so much crap that less than 1% of it was actually taken, but so much was taken that everybody that left left rich. So you have all the crap you're telling me. Yes. How? How? Exactly. How did, How and why? Why? Ooh, What's the need okay. to have this all up here? Mm-hmm. Very interesting. People who come to the mountain as visitors are not allowed to see any of the relics that aren't on display in their libraries. They have mm-hmm. museums and they have vaults that contain the majority of them. The only ones you can go see are the ones in the libraries. 
so they're hiding religious artifacts and not explaining what they are or why they have them. Which is weird if you want people to have faith and to trust and to understand religion, the fact that you're hiding parts of your religion. The magical parts, probably. Magical <laughs> parts, probably. Now, important detail. Some of these things are actual religious texts. Parts of the Bible, the original books from the Bible, mm -hmm. apparently there are more than just the books that we took away from the Jews, but other books that have just never even been mentioned are here. Why? Why are they hiding everything? Ah, uh, okay. I don't know, because they're doing the same thing in Italy. Mm -hmm. Just a lot of hidden things. Mm -hmm. At this point, I'm starting to think we just need to go gather as people People of Earth, think about this. We need to gather and just... Let's just go murder everybody in both of these locations and take all the stuff. They're not going to let us take it easily, so we kill them all and take it, and then find out why they felt the need to lie to all of you and hide what you guys... If you... It's probably impossible to steal whatever it is they have, though. Why? Because other people try to do it, and they stole things, but it was the obvious things, not the hidden things. The hidden things are probably super well hidden. Because there are people fighting back, you do not have an opportunity to thoroughly look. Now, if 100,000 people show up to this mountain and murder the 2,000 people there, now you just have nothing but time. Comb through this mountain and find everything that these people have hidden. God knows why. Let's go to Italy. Let's incarcerate every single one of these people, and we're going to go into every one of these buildings, into every chamber, we're going to break everything we can to get through every possible wall and see every room and capture every single piece of everything and publicize all of it. That needs to happen at some point. That needs to happen at some point. They're using magic to hide these things. It might not be possible. According to the logic of this mountain, that would not be possible. Oh, yes, because magic isn't working. There must there. just be chambers, which means yeah. we can just off every one of them and get to them. Uh. Easy. Okay. Now, one, one artifact, one book, a very important book, is on this mountain. But you were asking about weird rules. Hmm? One of the weird rules, like I said before, is that they themselves are not allowed to go to the top of the mountain, to the highest point. They are not allowed at the highest point of the mountain. In the last thousand years, only 20 individuals have ever gone to the highest point of the mountain. Let's talk about the highest point of the mountain. It is visibly the only green part of the mountain. What? There is grass and trees at the top, not snow. Not snow. That is weird. That is weird. Okay. Very strange. Uh-huh. The top of the mountain contains a single relic. A single book. What's in that book? A bestiary. Ah, weird. What? Weird. Why is that what's there? That isn't the craziest part. The Russian monastery has been in a continuous battle to reclaim the bestiary that was written by the Russians. And the Orthodox Christians confiscated it, claimed it as part of their history, placed it on top of the mountain, and the Russians themselves respect to the top of the mountain so they themselves do not go. Cause, wait, but like, is there... They don't say, like, about the people that did go on top of the mountain. We know nothing about them. Okay. Did they sneak there? Did they disappear? We don't know anything about there? them. Like, why, 
It's very strange. Don't know anything about them. We yeah. just know that there is Russian bestiary being claimed by the Orthodox Christians and hidden atop the mountain where every monastery believes it is too sacred to visit. This is your artifact. Go up there and get it. But you can't. But you can't because it's too sacred to visit. What does that mean? Does that mean? Interesting. Gets weird, bro. Like, what is happening? Also, how do we go up and get to grass and trees instead of snow? <laughs> Mount Athos is the second tallest place in all of Greece. And how do you have grass and trees, not snow? It's for the unicorns to eat. Olympus is only slightly bigger, and it is covered in snow on top. Hmm. Huh. So, and it's in the same country. Which means the same altitude should, in theory, lead to the same conditions. I don't know what's in that bestiary. That's so weird. Why is that one the one that's hidden? Why is that what's hidden? You got all these other artifacts, but you put one up there. The bestiary? They got more than just unicorns in that bestiary. <laughs> has to be. Huh. That's strange, right? Yes. Okay. Let's go to... The other question you had. There are two women to have ever stepped foot on this mountain. In uh -huh. the late 1800s, a woman disguised herself as a man, went onto the mountain out of, who knows, curiosity, um... I don't know. She There's something... There was, a, there was some reason important enough for her to disguise herself and go there. We don't know what. But they removed her. She was incarcerated at the foot of the mountain. They built a prison just for her. Okay. And she was there her whole life until she died. Just for faking being a man and going out to the mountain. Later, it was legislated. They legislated so that women are not allowed on the mountain. It is in the law. In the law? It's what? in the law that women are not allowed in the mountain. Okay. That is in Greek law. But before she did that, it wasn't. Also, this mountain counts as a sovereign state. So it is in Greece, but not... It's not part of Greece. Not part of okay. Greece. They, they can make their own rules. What? And the rule is no women. No women. I wonder why. That's the second woman ever to step foot on that mountain. Oh. What was the first? And what happened to her? About 5,000 years ago. What? Roughly. No, actually about... No, no, that's wrong. It's, it was about 2,000 years ago. Yeah, about 2,000 years ago, there was a woman on a boat headed to Cyprus, which is in Greece, or part of Greece. Or in some instances, part of Greece, in other instances, it's its own place, depending who you ask. And she was headed there. And uh, the wind current pushed her away. And she landed on Athos without knowing what it was. But upon landing on Athos, this land was beautiful. This land was great. Mm -hmm. This woman proceeded to go to the highest point of the mountain. At the highest point of the mountain, she then prayed to her son to give her permission to claim the land. Prayed to her son? What does this mean? <laughs> 2,000 years ago. About a year after the death of Jesus, Mary was on a boat what? headed towards Cyprus. The winds redirected her. 
She landed on Mount Athos, went to the top of the mountain, prayed to Christ that she can keep this land, and then we never hear of her again. This is in the Bible, in the uh, the Orthodox Christian book. This text is in there. Okay, she owns it, and yet they don't let women on it. That's very suspicious and odd. Also, there is a green patch at the very top of this mountain. Yes. You think she lives there? You think she's still alive? I don't know, man. It's just like the weirdest <laughs> series of events weird, ever. just get weird, yes. That is the weirdest. According to the Orthodox Christians, these are the only two women to have ever stepped foot on this mountain. Yes. And we don't know anything about either of these women. It's just that's it. That's it. They refuse to give us more details relative to these things. She prayed for that mountain, and then, what? So weird. That's just so odd. I don't know what to do with that information. Yep. How did she end up there? And what happened after she prayed? That's where That's the story the end ends. Of the story. Like, what? I was curious about the same thing. Like, do we know? Did she make a house? Does she like live off the land? Like, what happened? Nothing. Nothing. And then they don't want women there. I wonder why. I wonder how that's connected. She was there before connected. all the guys were. Exactly. She was the first person to step foot on that mountain. What does it mean? I don't know. That's very strange. Yeah. But no magic works on that mountain, right? No magic works on that mountain. Hmm. Hmm. Now. Let us remember a very important detail about this mountain. The Atlanteans arrive on this mountain how? The Pegasus, right? And a Pegasus is what? A flying horse. (laughs) So with a flying horse, you would obviously land where? To the top. Yes, because then you're going to come down. And if you land at the top, you're landing at the summit. Mm -hmm. The summit where the grass and the trees. Perfect for the horses. Uh-huh. Perfect for the horses. Where you've already seen other horses, right? Mm-hmm. Where Mary also happened to go up to. Mm-hmm. What? There's something about the, the mountain stops being in- interesting immediately. Because we were wrong about the mountain. It's the mountain top that's the most important thing? It's the summit. Something about the summit of the mountain. Because we don't see... Like, we can... the. I can get a pass and go on to that mountain right now. I am not allowed at the top of the mountain right now. Mm-mm. But I can go to the mountain. Hmm. I can get on a waiting list in six months. I could just go on to that mountain, check it out. Cool. They will arrest me if I try to go to the top. Hmm. How did they stop each other from getting to the top? Because they all adamantly believe that it is too sacred for them to go up to. Okay. They do not even surveil each other. They put the bestiary up there that, that belongs to the right. Russians, and they themselves don't go and retrieve it. They're on the mountain, too. They could have just gone up and gotten it. There's no security. There's no buildings. There's no nothing. Yeah. You could just go up there if you live on the mountain. Maybe that summit is more than just a regular summit, then. Like, oh, but you said there's no magic. But then how could they put a book there? It's very strange. So I have theories on what the point of it is, right? Assuming that the whole mountain functions equally and the whole mountain, like the, the second story is true. This, this is the burial site of Athos. 
And if giants, when they die, the same effects that their bodies already have, where magic doesn't work on them. And so his body then fed the mountain. The mountain magic no longer works on this mountain. And the whole mountain works equally. No magic works atop at the summit either. This would mean a couple of things, right? If you put a magical artifact on this mountain, you've stripped it of its powers. Mm -hmm. Now, this part on top of the mountain is very different than everywhere else. Maybe that part on top of the mountain is the literal burial site. It is the only part with dirt and grass. It is the only part that isn't a bunch of rock. The burial site to the giant? Yes. So the giant would be buried at the very, very top, making it the strongest magic drain. Mm -hmm. So if you had something very dangerous and strong, magically speaking, you'd put it at the strongest dampening point, which would be the summit. Yes. Alternatively, if the, the story says he's buried underneath, this is me. That was just me adding the sauce and saying maybe he would. Maybe that part is wrong. It is a burial site, but he was buried on top. The story says he's buried underneath the mountain, so the highest point would be the furthest from his body, thus the weakest from his effect. Which means potentially, we see the trees, we see the grass. It is the only green point. It might be the, it's just far enough from his body that it's the only part of the mountain where magic still happens. The only part of the mountain where magic can still work. If somebody who is connected to a being of pure magic were to go up there, they'd still have access to this being of pure magic because that person could easily communicate or reach them because magic still works. Yeah. If the Holy Spirit or Jesus Christ or this vampire guy is really who she thinks he is and who everybody else thinks he is and he can communicate and transcend, then this mountain would, in any case, dampen all those abilities, except at this one point on top. This lady goes and prays and just, poof, vanishes. But it's because her son can take her from there. Okay. Okay. But it's also where Atlanteans come down from. Mm -hmm. They have access to not just advanced technologies, but potentially magic. Are they even really flying there? Because that's what they say. That's what the stories say. That they have these horses, they land on top of the mountain. But nobody's allowed to the top of the mountain to see this event happen. Mm -hmm. They just know that the Atlanteans come down from there. Yeah. And they put two and two together and say, oh, they flew there and then came down from there. But again, we know a lady went up and disappeared and that people come down and go back up and then they're not up there. So what do you think? Sounds like some sort of a portal. Oh. Sounds like the top of the mountain crap just disappears and reappears. Also, people are allowed on the mountain, but they're not allowed at the summit. But unicorns have been seen on the mountain. Where the hell would the unicorns be? Where they could survive, where there's nature, the top of the mountain. Where you think they're teleporting to when they get it, when they're running away, okay. Oh, oh, okay, that makes sense. The top of the mountain is some Garden of Eden equivalent, 
Let's think about the Garden of Eden. The Garden of Eden exists in some sort of alternate bubble dimension that only certain beings can access successfully, but is hidden in plain sight. The Garden mm -hmm. of Eden is also interchangeable with where the Atlanteans live. We've many times come across the text in different different uh, mythologies that yeah. reference these two things oh, interchangeably. So connection to Atlantis. Okay, but the church people can't like do anything with that anyway. Uh, interesting. Uh, also, they probably have magical tools up there that they're studying, like in non-magical ways, because it takes away the magic from those tools. Not at the top. Those... Yeah, but they're not going up there. Yeah, they're not allowed. Exactly, but they have a lot of crap. Yes. And a lot of those craft could be magical. But not on the mountain. But not on the mountain. Exactly. So that's a perfect studying location, location. The top of the mountain. Yes. But only 20 people in the last thousand years have gone up there. Who can study it and how are they going to bring you back the data? Hmm. If anything, when these people go up there to do anything, they're not staying up there. They're going wherever that up there is taking them. The people who go to the top of the mountain, these 20 people over the course of 1,000 years who live in these monasteries and have gone up there, were entering some other place. They were going somewhere else. But hmm. only these people were specifically chosen and allowed to cross whatever threshold is at the summit that's allowing them to go to whatever place. The same place where Mary went, the same place that the Atlanteans are coming from, the same place that unicorns seem to be popping out of. All connected to this one place on top. That yeah. has such a vast similarity to the Garden of Eden, which is also consistently referenced alongside the opposing, uh, grounded, more real text of the Atlanteans. The Atlanteans, yes, they're the children of Adam and Eve. Okay, yes, I'm remembering that weirdness. Oh, and by chance, Mary happens to go up there. Yes, where she would come across the children of Adam and Eve. Yes. But that was accidentally? Total accident. But also, if you are a Christian, everything happens for a reason. Ah, okay, God. The winds her pushed her because it was part of the plan. She went to the oh. top because Christ wanted to see his mom again. Uh -huh. Some reason she was there. For some reason she went up there. For some reason, that's where unicorns are. For some reason, that's why the Atlanteans come from that same spot. For some reason, out of the 2,000 people that live on that mountain, nobody goes up there. What? Yes. I don't know what any of this means, though, because nothing can be proven because no one could go there, so it doesn't nobody matter. Nobody could go there. Nope. What? Now, about this mountain, only men are allowed. We know this. Visitors rarely, except in very specific circumstance, where there have been emperors throughout history who have quit being emperors to what? go to this mountain on record. Uh -huh. They just leave their kingdom. They abandon their kingdom and they go to be monks on this mountain. Where are they from? All over the world. All over the world. They just abandon their kingdom, their power, their money, their wealth, their ease of life, and they go be monks on this mountain. How do they even hear about it? When asked why they stay there, the medicine grown 
from the fauna and the flora brings them health, intellect, and wisdom. This is in documents. They've said these words. Almost all of them have. Mm-hmm. Now, let me point out what I have just said. Very importantly, that you listen to this again. Because unicorns. The flora and the fauna. See. It wasn't just the flora. It wasn't just I picked up a plant. No. Magical animals. Magical animals. <laughs> Medicine from some creature is making you more intelligent, healthier, and wiser. Yes. More so than any power you have acquired, than any building you have, than any money you have, than all the women that would throw themselves at you, than you run entire countries and you're like, no, you guys can have it. I'm going to go over there. How common are the unicorns up there? What? Or anything else that's up there, like maybe all animals? Not one of these emperors has ever gone to the summit. But you have to get to the summit to get some unicorn and alicorn. Alicorn, yeah. Alicorn. Not one of them has ever been up there. Mm-hmm. Let me go on to point out the next weirdest part of this fact. Nobody, not one, not one of the texts from any of these monasteries on this mountain so much as hint to the existence of a unicorn. Every bit has been from people who left it. Nothing from the people who stayed. They have fight club rules. Not even amongst each other do they talk about it? No. Fight club couldn't even keep that going. No, no. (laughs) Huh. But again, they literally don't even go to the top, so they must really... I mean, it's monks. Discipline is their thing. Yeah. Like, they're not even going up there to get that book. Nope. And it's they swear it's theirs. Yeah. And they argue with it. And they try to get the individual who is allowed up there to go get it. Go get it. Belongs to us. But they're you, not going to do that. You you go get it. Yeah. No. Weird. It's either too dangerous, or actually sacred in some manner, shape, or form that we don't understand. If it is sacred in some weird way, like maybe it was an accident that that book even showed up there. Like they probably didn't purposely put it there. But now that it's there, they can't get it back. Whoever goes up there can bring it back if they wanted to. But no one does go up there. In the last thousand years, 20 individuals have gone up there, and this book has been up there all the time. Hmm. Hmm. They have all been Christian. Every single one who's gone up there is part of the Orthodox Christians. It was not the Russians. It was not the Bulgarians. It was not the Serbians. It was 100% each time one of the Orthodox Christians who was allowed to the top. And it was only one at a time. And throughout the course of a thousand years, there's only been 20 people who've been allowed up there. I don't know what merits or like what, why Why? them. Yeah. I do not know why them. Are they bringing down some unicorn horns? That's a good question too. I don't know. Because they're, there's something magical that's keeping them healthy and everything. Huh. One important... I, I forgot to mention this very important detail that I just looked at this text and saw. Very, very important. I don't know why I forgot this part. This is probably one of the most important details about this. After Virgin Mary landed on the mountain island, because it's kind of an island and kind of a mountain, and she went to the summit, She got to the summit on a horse. Okay. Very, very important. 
because there are no natural horses on this mountain, according to Everyone. the Orthodox Christians that run the mountain. There's no horses. There's no horses. There's cows. Well, bulls. Mm. But there's no horse. There wouldn't. It's a mountain. How the hell would a horse survive? How do you go up the mountain on a horse that's mainly rock? It's a rocky-ass mountain. But everyone says there's unicorns up there. Only people who've left. And come down with it. Nobody on the mountain says anything about this. Okay. Every record that exists about unicorns on this mountain exists outside the mountain. There are records kept on the mountain, and there is not one mention. How did you get those horse? Where did the horse come from? Yeah. You landed here by accident on a boat. You didn't have the horse with you. And it's a mountain. Dude, you don't even understand. Give me a second so I can show you a visual. Okay. So this is what that mountain looks like. This is a rocky fucking mountain. Yeah. You're either at the base of the mountain, and that's the only place you see uh, uh, trees and stuff. That's where the farmers are. That's where they're growing the things, the crops and whatever. And then you see how the mountain goes up and just the trees just cease. The nature just ceases. And then you get to the very, very tip. And we're back to trees and back to nature. Mm -hmm. Now, look at the steepness of this mountain. She rode a horse <laughs> to the top. It doesn't make sense. No, no, it doesn't. She rode a horse up a vertical? Unless. Vertical. She rode a horse that can travel vertically. Wait, which one was that? Which horse does that? I can't remember. The unicorn. The unicorn. Okay, yes, yes. The unicorn travels uh, vertically. It could just run up nothing. She could literally ride it in a straight shot without having to take a single turn to the very top of the mountain. So yeah, she rode a horse. That's part of that story. She rode a horse to the top of the mountain. You were on a boat. You didn't have a horse. But she had a unicorn. Where would she get that from? Or maybe she just... Found a horse. Found. That could ride up the side of the mountain. Hmm. They didn't say unicorn. They do not say unicorn. They specifically don't say unicorn. It's just a horse, according to them. But also, you saw this fucking mountain. It's most definitely a unicorn. How else are you going to get to the top of the mountain? Yeah. It, the mountain just stops and becomes vertical. How are you going to get to the top of the mountain on a horse? Unicorn man. It has to it be. It has to be a unicorn. It fits the narrative, according to the descriptions of a horse that could run vertically. That's crazy. She has the unicorn, and then she disappears into Atlantis. That's so weird. Okay. Um, in looking at these details, I did come across John the Russian one more time. <laughs> I didn't find additional information of any sort. He oh. still talked about the same place, getting it from the same thing. Just very, but there was one thing that didn't seem important at the time that I didn't mention because it's okay. It's in the mountain was my idea. But he specifically said what? that it came from the summit of the mountain. Oh, it didn't just come from the mountain. Not okay. just the mountain. He specifically said he got it from the summit of Mount Athos. Mm -hmm. Now, I didn't think that mattered. In seeing it, I was like, oh, yeah, he did say that. I, I went ahead and I, I extracted, you know, compressing information to make it through the episode. Mm -hmm. I just, hey, it was at the mountain. It didn't seem relevant to specify which part of the mountain. He just got it from the mountain, bro. 
Unless no, you he, know where exactly. Okay. Yes, he got it specifically, his own words, from the very top of the mountain. What? Okay, so there's definitely unicorns on top of that mountain. There's something on top of that mountain. And probably Pegasus, too. It's pretty cool. Important that I say John, because also the two records, the public records in um, the Greek records, are also claiming it was from the summit. Okay. Now, this creates an interesting problem, because that means that in the last 300 years, at least three people who weren't supposed to be on the mountain went to the summit. Or somebody handed it to them. Somehow, some somehow, they got something that was from the top. Even though no one's allowed up there. Even though no one's allowed up there. How? Did they sneak up there? Did somebody bring it down from up there? The people who live on the mountain aren't allowed up there, but they do say that people do come down from up there. Mm-hmm. Now, nobody lives up there. There's nobody up there. So the people who go up there, they believe, land up there and then come down. Or that is what they tell us. Mm-hmm. That they land up there on their Pegasus and then they come down. That could totally be the case. And if that's not? Then they're just popping up there and coming down. Oh, okay. But he's not popping up there. We don't know. We just know that they got it from the summit. Mm-hmm. That's it. We know three individuals got Alicorn from the summit. That's it. That's, that's the extent it. of our knowledge in this area. Okay. Hmm. We don't know how it just happened. Yep. So that's what I got. That's uh, what I found about this mountain. This magical, non-magical mountain. That is crazy. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know. We know there's a bunch of artifacts. We don't know if they're still magic. We don't know if the summit is magic or isn't magic or is the only place where magic so is So much allowed. secrets. It's just a secretive, secretive... It's a secret mountain. Yep. With a bunch of fuzzy details that have been snuck out and we have to connect it with the details that have been speculated and the crap that they decided to tell us. That's amazing. Mount Athos is also, because of this Virgin Mary story, the most sacred location for Orthodox Christians. Of course. <laughs> what? Interesting. It's very interesting and weird and what is she still there? What is she doing? Like what? Hmm. And it has hard, hard Garden of Eden vibes. Yes, it's definitely connected somehow. Yeah. Somehow, arguably, maybe the same way that whatever's happening in the Bermuda Triangle connects to it. Maybe this is the same kind of idea that the Bermuda Triangle. We know what. There's nothing there, but there's also something there. There's something protecting something. Yeah. And things can go and you'll see nothing, but you cross some threshold and pop up somewhere. That sounds literally like what they're describing about this mountain. Yes. Which would say maybe the Garden of Eden has many entryways. And that makes sense. All being protected one way or another. Mm, that is interesting. I wonder if there's any crazy airplane stories around this mountain. Interesting. Like, they're a hunt. Because there has to be curiosity, right? People just like, oh, let me see. Mm hmm. Wow. Okay. So that's the story of Mount Athos. That's, that's what amazing. I could find. It's very vague. It seems like the deeper I dig, the more vague and indirect the information becomes. But there's something there. Something there for sure. Just 
It was so little, but it's still something somehow. The secret is still. It's not well kept. It, no, it's really well kept, actually, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but isn't it's still there? It's still there. We know there's something there. Something slipped. We don't know what the hell is there. Nope. According to anybody who manages to go up and come down, unicorns. Yes. That's all they got to say. Unicorns. They don't talk about, oh, the Atlanteans dropped there. No, the people on the mountain told us that story. People outside the mountain speculate about it. Mm-hmm. But the people on the mountain tells us those stories. That's, crazy. That's what they want us to think. That's what they want us to know. Those are details they're feeding us. Why would they want to feed us that? That's so strange. It's all strange. I don't they're know. They're also okay with us knowing about Virgin Mary being on there. That's totally cool with them. But not... Unicorns. If, yes, that is very weird. What? Yep. Okay. Anywho, for the past God knows how long we've been talking about this. So if you guys are interested in any of this, you guys know where to find it. We're everywhere. But you, if please look. Greeks and non-Greeks, historians, anybody who's ever visited this mountain and somehow comes across this show. Like, reach out, talk to us, tell us. If you know details, if you've never visited and you know something we don't, you know, reach out. You can find us on all the socials. TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at JustConvoPod. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review the show. And tell... Anybody and everybody, maybe somebody knows something we don't and they could complete this picture. We need to know. This has been the Rambling Podcast and take nothing personal. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. like smiling at you all tied up or something not just smiling but like with mad hopeful eyes like like if i wish i were you yeah yeah like through their face you can see that they're like trying to gauge your reaction (laughs) about what you're listening to and you're horrified so what are they thinking like oh this episode must be really good well i don't know because they're over here just super souped looking, trying to see if your expression gives off anything so that they can get excited when you get excited about, oh my God, is that exciting? Uh-huh. That's all they're thinking. Like, wow, if they get souped about anything, I can only imagine what it is. Whoa. Our fans are too extreme. Extremeness. Good morning. Good morning. This podcast is hosted by Christina Colazzo and Jack Thomas, produced by Lynn Taylor and published by GreatThoughts.info, art by Zero Lupo, and logo by Seth McAllister, with social media managed by Amber Black.